I think one of the, the biggest mistakes people make, again, when they're publishing a book to promote themselves and their business, is they write a book that's you know, unfocused, bloated, meaning it's just longer than it needs to be, um, and it doesn't connect the reader with you, the author, if that reader wants more from you. Uh, again, another one is, I think, making it longer than it needs to be. And then a third, again, would be not really thinking about why are you publishing this book? What do you want readers to accomplish? What do you want them to learn? And more importantly, what do you want them to do after they read the book? Welcome to the Powerful Marketing Tips Podcast, created for overwhelmed business owners who want to build, run, and organize their marketing for good. And here's a brief overview of our guest. Becoming a published author sounds great, right? But what can it do for you and your business? We are very excited to have Mike Capuzzi here with us today. Mike is a publisher, author, and book publishing coach who has been helping clients create exceptional marketing results since the last century, 1998 to be exact. He's the author of 15 books, including two Amazon number one bestsellers, The 100-Page Book and The Magic of Short Books. Mike is the founder of Bite-Sized Books, a new publishing concept formula for creating short, helpful books, also known as Shooks. Shooks are ideal for business owners, entrepreneurs, and corporate leaders who are looking to increase their level of authority while also providing helpful information in bite-sized books. So if you've ever wanted to write a nonfiction book but just weren't sure how to go about it, you're going to love what Mike has to say today. Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in today. I am Marilis, guiding us through a very interesting topic today, writing a business book. It may sound scary, yes, but it is also something that will differentiate you very well and it makes you stand out as an industry leader. And we have a very special guest here today, a book, book publishing coach who has helped clients create exceptional results here since 1998. Oh my God, welcome, Mike. Marlies, thank you very much. I appreciate this opportunity. Oh my God, you have been around since 1998. Please share a little bit of the background with us here because we want to know you better. Well, thank you. Uh, actually, I've been around even longer than 1998, but that's when I started yeah. my business. That's when I, I left corporate America. Um, mm -hmm. But long story short, and it's, it's relevant because we'll be talking about this. I, uh, when I graduated from college, university, I actually have an engineering degree. So I did engineering for a number mm. of years. Then I joined an engineering software company. That's where I traveled the world. That's where I traveled all through Europe. I went through Europe, Italy, the UK, Germany, all over Europe. Um, I actually met the woman who became my wife at that company. But uh, right, you know, right at the height of the dot-com um, era, which was the mm -hmm. late 1990s, I decided to leave this you know, great job. And I always had an entrepreneurial streak and decided to go out on my own and start my own marketing company. So I've been in the marketing, helping you know, businesses, companies do better marketing since 1998. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, that's why I love your podcast. I think Powerful Marketing Tips is a, a great you know, idea for a podcast. I think there's always a need for smart ideas that work. So uh, yeah, since 1998, I've been helping... I used to work with a lot of bigger companies. Now I typically work with smaller, 
Um, more, a lot of them are local businesses. A lot of them are online, you know, coaches and stuff like that. And all we do today, Marlies, is uh, help uh, you know business owners, entrepreneurs, and corporate leaders publish uh, short, helpful books. So that's 100% of our mm-hmm. business these days. We've we've moved from doing all kinds of marketing just to book publishing and book marketing. Wow, you have some great experiences for for sure, and. I appreciate your kind words about Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. Thank you. <laughs> but I would love to start uh, today with um, we're talking about books. I mean, we are overwhelmed with different content every day. You know, we can really search for anything we want from the comfort of our homes, and there are plenty of free free resources like blogs, articles, website. You know, it's it's all out there. So I, you might think, what is the relevance of the book even, right? Why do we still buy and read books? If there's no reader, why will anyone write a book? So what are your thoughts here? Well, I mean, I definitely don't believe there's no readers. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. books have been uh, an important human, um, have created connections between humans for thousands of years. And all because we're uh, in this high-speed, high-internet you know, internet life and social media and all that doesn't mean people you know, don't want or read books. Now, they may be different formats. Obviously, digital, Kindle, you know, online books are, are more prevalent these days. But yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest things, takeaways, Marlies, with a book is, and you mentioned this, is that you know, people are used to buying books. There's bookstores. There's mm-hmm. Amazon, obviously. There's a lot of online retailers. Um, there's, you know, libraries still out there. So, you know, books still have a perceived and very real value, which is different than a lot of marketing. We're not used to paying for Facebook, you know, as a consumer. We're not used to paying for YouTube mm-hmm. videos necessarily. We're not used to paying for brochures and, you know, most marketing collateral. But books are different because most of us are at least comfortable with the idea that books are sold and purchased and bought, um, it just, it changes the way people perceive them. So they're not perceived like traditional marketing media, which is really a key reason why to consider that. And then the other thing, and you mentioned this also, is being a book author, even today, even though it's easier to be a book author today, Book authors are still seen as uh, more credible, more you know, mm-hmm. more experienced, uh, higher levels of authority. So, there's a lot of good reasons to consider publishing a book if you're a book, you know, if you're a business owner or a corporate leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, 100. percent It's uh, there. The books are really important, I would say, but. This is, this is something I see from the marketplace that uh, people still wonder if there are people who read the books. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> All the you know, people who really are into, let's say they have this growth mindset, they're always reading and they're always mm-hmm. finding ways to, to learn more, right? So it's, that's, that's a great way to, to really gain some new insights. So we will talk about... Um, your, let's say, speciality very soon about writing short books. But uh, let's go over these pros and cons of writing a book because there are, you know, there are pros, but there are Uh also, you know, those cons. And I'd like 
I'd like to walk our listeners through all of the, the ideas we might we might have here together. Yeah, that's a great question. So again, just for the sake of this conversation today, we're talking nonfiction, business-oriented books. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's mm-hmm. where we're going to keep our conversation. So the pros, I've mentioned already a few, you know, um, authority, credibility, helping people in a format, you know, that they can, you know, they're on a plane, they can read it while they're on a plane, on vacation, wherever they may be, in bed at night, whatever. So um, there's a lot of smart reasons to be a, a book author. Um, the other thing I didn't mention is, you know, whereas a lot of marketing collateral, a lot of marketing material, people tend to either, you know, recycle mm-hmm. or throw away, not too many books are thrown away. They may be given and shared, mm-hmm. but they're not typically thrown away. So that's a little bit another differentiation point. So the cons, I would say, there's a, you know, there's a lot of cons, and you have to be careful. I think one of the, the biggest mistakes people make again, when they're publishing a book to promote themselves and their business, is they write a book that's you know, unfocused, bloated, meaning it's just longer than it needs to be, um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't connect the reader with you, the author, if that reader wants more from you. So this is changing a little bit these days, but a lot of times business book authors just write their book, put it out there, and if someone is truly interested in what that book author has to say, there are no pathways for the readers to take to get more information from that author. We fix that with our books, um, but you know that's probably one of the biggest cons is not having a pathway for interested readers who want more from you. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, another one is, I think, making it longer than it needs to be. And then a third, again, would be not really thinking about why are you publishing this book? What do you want readers to accomplish? What do you want them to learn? And more importantly, what do you want them to do after they read the book? Which for our authors that we work with, it's always about connecting uh, with that percentage of readers who want more. So, And then the last thing I'd say is if it's taking you years to write your book, there's something going on there. It should not take you years. I mean, maybe if you're doing a ton of research, but you know, I, I interview people on my podcast where it takes them five, six, seven years to write a book. That's crazy. That's five, six, seven years that people aren't being helped by your book um, because it's taking you so long. So there, there's better ways, quicker ways to write a book these days. Wow, you kind of covered it all for me right now. <laughs> But I, but I, but I still want to come back to the uh, to some points. I, I did some. Uh, I put down some notes to myself. So you you mentioned the, the the part where you won't throw the book away. That's that's something I never thought of. Mm. <laughs> that's that that is great. I think. And um, another thing that comes to my mind is that why is it good to write a book? Is that you kind of. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Documenting, you know, for yourself, or you're structuring your yes. ideas when you're actually, yes. actually doing the writing. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Thank you. Um, that's a very big advantage. So when you're mm-hmm. when you're putting that effort together to create the content for your book, it happens all the times with our clients, our author clients. They get clarity. They, they, they. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives them clarity how to better articulate, how to better describe what they do. So yeah, it does force you to get a, a you know, definitely clearer on, you know, how you talk about what you do. Mm-hmm. That that is that is so strongly there because 
I have wrote one book myself and uh, I am in the middle of writing the next one right now. So I know that it takes some time and effort to really, you know, clarify your ideas mm-hmm. so that your the readers could really get, uh, you know, the, the essence out of uh, what, are, what are there. Absolutely. I mean, with, without a doubt, um, it's, you know, it's one of those intrinsic sort of hidden benefits mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I agree hundred percent. And uh, it it never really disappears because, as you said, we don't throw books away. So it's uh, uh, from one side it's very good because it's always there, but uh, I would say from the, from the other side is that maybe it worries you as an author because you might uh, you might um, want to be too perfect here. Because uh, you know that, you know, it will be always there and I, and I can't do any mistakes. Have you seen yeah. that happen a lot? Uh, maybe once or twice. <laughs> all the time. All <laughs> the time. So, uh, yeah. Perf- okay. you know, perfection, that need for perfection prevents a lot of books from being published. And that's a big, that's mm-hmm. a big mistake. There, Marlies, there is no such thing as a perfect book. There is no perfect book out there. As soon as you publish a book, you're going to open it up and say, geez, I wish I had changed this or did this differently or said. <laughs> so I always say to our clients, Marlies, I say, strive for personality, not perfection. And what I mean by that is don't obsess. No, you don't want to publish a book that's full of mistakes. We're not talking about that. But you, you know, certain types of people can over obsess over Mm-hmm. everything being perfect and you know all that's doing is delaying the book from being published i would rather see authors write in such a way that they're not focused on perfection but they're focused on bringing out their personality they're focused on humanizing who they are so that those readers who understand and get what they're sharing will want to work with them who will mm-hmm. want more from them um so yeah uh, yeah i would say focus on personality not perfection Okay, that's good. And strive for personality, not for perfection. Mm-hmm. I wrote it down for you. That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> so, talking about the cons, <laughs> taking mm-hmm. long time to, to write a book, is it uh, hand in hand with what you just said, with a, you know, with a desire to be perfect? Yeah. Or why does it take so long time for us? Well, I mean, listen, life gets in the way, right? We all have yeah. this, the best of intentions. I'm going to write a book. And then before you know it, the year's up and you never wrote the book. I think there's a lot of confusion. There's not, they're looking at a computer screen or they're looking at a blank piece of paper mm-hmm. or they're talking into their phone, however they want to do it. And they're not sure. A good business book starts with creating an outline, creating, you know, even before that, it's like, who am I targeting for? Who do I want to read this book? And then what do I want them to do? And then crafting an outline uh, of the book so that it, you know, it helps that reader first and foremost. It serves the reader first and foremost. Um, so they're not starting with a plan. You need to, you know, it's just like I love to cook. I come from an Italian family, I, you know, recipe cards and all that kind of good stuff. So, you know, before you cook, you got to think about what you want to make. Then you got to go buy the ingredients or grow the ingredients. Then you got to bring them all together before you can make this wonderful dish. You know, publishing a book is no different. So I'd say it's, you know, not knowing you know what to do, how to get started, um, and sort of just you know going at it ad hoc. I love this comparison with you know <laughs> making a food. So it's it's very good. So it really gives you a picture 
why you should craft this uh, outline. And I love that. Thank you. So let's talk about short book versus long book. What is short book? How many pages is short? How many pages is not so short anymore? Could you please walk us through here? So I mentioned earlier, I have an engineering degree and did engineering work for a number mm-hmm. of years. So that means I have a very analytical you know, brain. I try to make complex things easier, which I'm sort of known for over the years. <laughs> and what I realized, Marlies, as, especially as I've gotten older, is I find it harder and harder to start a book and then actually finish the book. Most business books are two to 300 pages. They're oftentimes, they repeat themselves and you sort of get annoyed, like, why am I reading this over and over again? So my engineer brain kicked in years ago and I said, well, you know, does, you know, do, do all books have to be this long? And if they don't, what is an ideal length? And what we came up with is a book that is about 100 pages. And these are real books, Marlies. They, they look like real books. They sit up on a bookshelf. They're not little pamphlets. I can see. You know, they, they look like and feel like a real book when you have the printed version. Um, but a one hour, about a one to two hour read, depending on you know, the average person. But that one or two hours allows the person, the reader, to start the book and more importantly, finish the book, thereby giving them mm-hmm. a sense of accomplishment but also allowing them to, you know, again, take those next steps with you. So that one or two hour read comes out to about 100 pages. There are about 100 to 120 pages in our format, about 12 to 15,000 words. Whereas, I don't know what your first book was, but the average business book is about 75 to 100,000 words. Our books are, you know, we call them shooks, by the way. A shook is a short, helpful book. Um, that's our brand of books shook. that we publish. Shook, yep. Shook, and, very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're a marketer, so you know the importance of differentiating yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yep, we publish mm-hmm. Shooks. And um, they are about, again, twelve to 15,000 words. And I always say, here in the States, uh, a, a person can get on a plane in New York City, and by the time they land in Chicago, they have read your Shook, which uh, makes it that much more valuable. That's a great idea. I really love this idea. And my, I don't know, I don't remember the, the words anymore, but I know that my, my book was around 100 pages, maybe okay. 97. There you go. Yeah. Yep. It was, yeah, I understand this. And I can totally relate to not finishing books <laughs> because I, I love books and I read and I, I listen to them. And there are usually two or three books, you know, that, uh, that I, um, I have started with, but um, I'm just waiting for a new next best moment <laughs> to carry mm-hmm. on with that. So if it's not as interesting as I maybe was expecting, then yeah, it might happen that I don't finish. Although I would say it only happens like one or two times per year because, you know, I, I, I try to be consistent. So I still read that even if I don't really like it, maybe. So I get that yeah. point. And I would but, say, Marlies, I'm not yeah. saying there is not a time and place for a traditional 300-page book. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I have them. I read them. Um, I'm saying for many book people who want to write a book, I would rather see you publish three 100-page books than one 300-page book. That gives mm-hmm. you a lot of mm-hmm. opportunities to have a different message, three different messages, three different target readers. 
Um, you know, rather than one big book on marketing, you could have a book on email marketing, a book on social media marketing, and a book on you know direct mail marketing, for example. So there is value. Um, and then the other thing I'll just share, and I'm, I'm happy to elaborate. Again, using that sort of engineer brain, the type of marketing I've used over the years and studied over the years is direct response marketing, direct marketing, which is a different type of marketing. And our Shooks are direct response marketing books. They, they, they follow a very specific recipe, a very specific formula from the first page to the last page. And it's really a formula that we've perfected over the years that, again, serves and helps the reader first, but also... Uh, gives the author opportunities to share his or her you know, information and allow that reader to connect with him or her. Well, would you mind briefly, you know, uh, introduce us how you build that? Because I love your engineering thinking. <laughs> well, I mean, one way is, you know, just, and I won't go too deep in this, but just by the mm -hmm. design of our Shooks, we did a lot of studying of readability, and I mean re physically being able to read it, you know, font size, mm -hmm. how it's laid out. There's, again, a lot of books are very poorly laid out. They make it very difficult for people to read. And if something's difficult physically to be able to read, you're not going to read it. So we thought long and hard. We did some studies, surveys with people, you know, groups of people, and we have a very specific design formula. But I would say the more important part, well, not maybe the more important, but equally important is the, the structure of the content, how you structure mm -hmm. the content, what goes first, what goes second, what goes third. Uh, and we have that laid out very specifically. And then the third part that's very important, I've, I've alluded to this a couple times, but it's also making sure you give those readers who are interested in what you're sharing in your book ways to continue the relationship with you. So we have, in all our Shooks, we have at least two pathways, two ways. We call the first one the active pathway. That's the number one thing you want ideal readers to do. And then we have the passive pathway, which is, hey, the reader's not quite interested in maybe visiting you or scheduling a call with you or scheduling a meeting, but they want more from you. So we give them an opt-in offer, a way to give them more information in exchange for their name and email so we can do follow-up marketing. So the active mm -hmm. and passive pathway uh, allows those readers who want more to connect with you. Mm -hmm. I love that. But I was thinking about the writing itself because um, for many business owners, maybe we don't have even this clarity. You know, We don't mm -hmm. know if we should use the active or passive pathways. Both both have their, you know, some some good things about that and, uh, and some not so good, maybe. So how does this process really um, start? Or how should, if somebody's listening to us, thinking right now, okay, I have thought about writing a book. So should I have a writing dream team? <laughs> you know, somebody who would help me with that? Or is it like I would... I would uh, just put some words out there and then start working with copy editing and copywriting per people or what is the best practice here? Well, I'm going to give your listeners a chance to read one of my shooks, The, the Magic of Short mm -hmm. Books. And in that, mm -hmm. in that book, Marlies, I lay out the exact formula we use with our clients. So, you know, readers can read that book and then go, you know, if they, if they think the kind of book that I recommend would work for them, they can go write their shook. Um, mm -hmm. I, again, I think the, 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 
most critical thing anybody who's listening or watching this can do is get clarity on why you, the potential author, wants to write this book. What do you want to accomplish? Because I will tell you, and maybe you agree with this with your own experience, but really writing the book is the easy part. The harder part is once that book is done and published, using it and getting it out there and promoting it and marketing with it so that it's doing what it should be doing for you. So that's the harder part is that consistent, persistent use of the book. But I would say you know, you've got to get clarity on why you're writing it, how you're going to promote it, how you're going to leverage it in your business, and then what are you going to write that's going to help the reader um, with either learning something or achieving something. So there's a lot of you know there's a lot of planning that needs to go in before you mm-hmm. even write that mm-hmm. first word. Okay, and if now I'm thinking that okay, I want to write the book, but you know, I just don't feel like writing myself. Is it like does does anybody do that that they really hire somebody who who writes the book? Maybe it sounds like a silly question, but it just came to my mind. No, yeah, no, it's not a silly question. And at least here in the states, we call it ghostwriting. So the the concept yeah. of ghostwriting has been around for years and years and years, which essentially means you know somebody is writing in your voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the most well-known business books over the years have been ghostwritten. We do. We offer ghostwriting for our clients. However. I always encourage people to try to write their own content. I still believe mm-hmm. nobody's going to be as passionate, nobody's going to be as knowledgeable, nobody's going to be able to share your voice, the way you write, the way you communicate better than you yourself. And um, no copywriter, no ghostwriter is going to be able to accomplish that 100%. So mm-hmm. if you can do it, I always encourage people to write their own books. That's why a short, helpful book makes it a lot easier. Um, mm-hmm. It's only, you know, mm-hmm eight to 12 weeks on average to do it if you follow our process. But um, yeah, I mean, ghostwriting is is a, a viable alternative. Well, thank you for reminding me this word because I lost it, <laughs> but I know this term. So that's that's very good. So when it, when it comes to ghostwriting, is it like, I'm just, again, thinking out loud that this uh, ghostwriter should be someone as a coach or somebody with whom you can really discuss, you know, what should go in and what shouldn't go in. It's like, it's st- 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 excuse me, this is like a partnership, right? So, mm-hmm. and uh, they really have, um, I would say, essential role there. Because when I have my second thoughts, maybe he or she could, should be telling me that, no, this should be like that. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure, yes. So do you act like coaches as well? <laughs> well, so for our clients that work with us, yes, they were, all mm-hmm. our clients work directly with me. Now, I'm not writing mm-hmm. it for them. I'm not the ghost writer, mm-hmm. but I am the you know, 20-some-odd years of experience of saying, hey, mm-hmm. this, is, this is the right title. This is the right, you know, this, yes, include this, but not that. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm approaching it more from a marketing and sales standpoint. But uh, yeah, I mean, when we work with our clients, Marley's, it's from initial idea to finished book. Okay, that's that's great to know because, as I said, well, I did uh, uh, wrote a book. It was 2017, I think, when I came out with that. It was nationally, not internationally. And um, I must admit, I I just did this, uh, you know, because I felt that's uh, you know that needs to be done. 
I never had a coach or somebody like yourself, you know, who has been <laughs> around and, and actually knows how to do that. So that is why I think that for many business owners who have never um, read the book, or, I'm sorry, <laughs> wrote the book, uh, might have same questions around like, okay, I have an idea, but what what's the next step from here? <laughs> because I'm not su- such a good writer myself. And there, so that's that's great. Yeah, and and listen, in this day and age with Amazon and all the ways to publish a book these days, it's a lot easier. So technology mm-hmm. is not an issue anymore. Um, again, I think the biggest reason you want to work with a a good experienced book coach it's not only just a writing because a lot of book coaches just focus on you know writing that perfect book or you know just focus so much on that and again Mm -hmm. it's got to be a good quality book the the more important part is how this fits into an overall strategy a marketing Mm -hmm. strategy Mm -hmm. that gets it out there in front of the right readers but also is working for you the author i i love how you put that because I always start, you know, with clarity <laughs> because too often I see that businesses and marketers, they kind of jump from one activity to another and they don't have this clarity around where's my target audience, what, should, what are the messages I really want to put out there. You know, they're just trying a whole bunch of things and then they are frustrated because nothing seems to work out. Exactly. Right? Yeah, you're 100% right. And I will tell you, Marlies, when you decide to publish a book for your business and to promote yourself and your business, it is a long term, it's a long term game. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm putting a social media post out and I'm expecting a bunch of likes in a couple hours. <laughs> you know, a, a properly written book, a properly, you know, published book, it can work for the author for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. I published this book that I'm going to give you your listeners, the first uh, version back in 2018. That's not that long ago, but I just checked today, by the way, just today before our, our interview, it's, it, it's back to being a number one bestseller on Amazon. It's Whoa, been, you know, off and on, you know, you know, to, and so five years after I wrote the book or four years, I guess, um, it's still selling great. It's, it's still helping a lot of people. That's what happens when you do a good quality book and then promote mm-hmm. it consistently. Well, congratulations. That's a huge thing, <laughs> what you just said. Well, if you, if you were to really wrap it up now for our listeners here, what are the steps if you are thinking about, okay, I want to write a book. Where should I start? Should I just take my laptop with me and go outside with no distractions? <laughs> what is the first step? Well, it's going to sound self-serving, but I would read the magic of short books. And, I, you know, and again, there's, and there's two other shooks that I'm including. I'm, another one that I wrote, actually, you'll probably want to read this, is The Magic of Free Books. I should and read it. We didn't even touch on this, Marlies, but the kind of books that we publish for our clients, it's not about selling the books. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. you can sell them on Amazon, but it's not about making money by selling books. It's about making money in your business by the relationships and the and what happens after, Mm -hmm. so on the back end of the book. So the the magic of free books describes 51 ways to use a free book marketing strategy to uh, get out there in front of your your target audience and and get them to know know about your book. So I would say, you know, self-servingly, read my shooks. I'm giving them to your listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I take notes. I have little notebooks. When I have ideas, I'm working on some new ideas right now. Whenever the idea pops in, um, you know, and then when you really get serious, just set a goal, set a deadline. Don't leave it some nebulous idea. Don't say, well, I hope to have this book done in the next two years. No, I'm going to have this book done by December 31st, 2022. And, you know, I'm going to do what it takes to, you know, finish it by then. Set a concrete deadline. And you should share it with somebody, either yeah, with a book sure. coach like yourself. So, you know, people can help you stay in a account- Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And, and you know why I think uh, book, uh, books are great because of the, the content itself, meaning that you can really repurpose this content, you know, mm-hmm. through your yes. video marketing, through your website, blogs, everything, uh, what is really out there. And, um, and that's really something that will make your life easier, right? Yes. When it comes to marketing <laughs> in the long term, of course. So Absolutely. I, I really love that. So please share, you know, where can we now find those books that you uh, just showed us? Yeah. So it's the three. It's the Magic of Free Books, the Mm -hmm. Magic of Short Books, and the Magic of Shooks. So three. Now, they're digital versions, so you'll read them on your phone or your laptop, your iPad, uh, your computer. But if you go to MikeCapuzzi.com slash magic, that's a hidden page, MikeCapuzzi.com slash magic, um, just put your name and email and let me know you heard you heard, you know, on Marlise's podcast and uh, I'll send you the links to uh, to read them. Yeah, that's perfect. We will put that uh, link next to this uh, video uh, for sure as well. But thank you for sharing that. And I also wanted to ask about um, audiobooks versus like oh. physical books. What are your thoughts here? Do you see, you know, how uh, how people are using yep. really books? So we publish print, uh, digital eBooks, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I for some of my, or I think two of my books, um, and I'm up to sixteen now. I have audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, Marlies, for my books, my own books, and maybe it's just you know, we're not promoting the audio more more than we should. But my the the order of uh, for my books is Kindle on Amazon is Kindle print mm-hmm. and then audio, but yeah. yes, audio books are, you know, people, a certain segment of the audio, you know, population wants to hear, you know, read versus, you know, listen versus read. Um, audio books make sense. You can do it yourself. You can hire a professional. If you do it yourself, it's, it's difficult. It's hard. Now there, there you do have to worry more about perfection and, and really reading it and, and getting it done right and high quality. Uh, that's why even for my own books, I did my first audiobook years ago and I recorded it. And it was painful. Um, <laughs> so now I just hire professionals and they just read my books for me. Yeah, that sounds easier. But yeah, the reason I'm asking is that I really uh, just uh, discovered audiobooks like last year for myself. And, uh, and I would say now... Out of ten books, maybe two are the you know the real books, the physical wow. ones. I, wow. I really love to listen to, to the books, and mostly because I can do this while I'm walking outside, while I'm cleaning my house, or you know I'm I'm doing something at the same time. Yep. Of course, I'm not multitasking. I'm not working at the same time, but you understand the point, right? So yep. I can walk around and I can listen to the to the, to the book. So it's it's a great way to. Uh, to to really 
go through books because sometimes you just feel you don't have this time to sit down and do, to read. <laughs> so it has helped me a lot. So thanks to audio versions, I can go through, work through many like many books yes. uh, at once. So that's that's great. Well, I appreciate you being here. Uh, I know our audience will also appreciate you uh, sharing the insights. And uh, we will go through your uh, shooks. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> but last and, of course, not the least, please share with us an inspiring song and a quote you have shared with us beforehand. Well, I, it's a, I love that question. I love the, the fact that it brings a little bit of just, you know, humanizing your, uh, your, your mm -hmm. uh, guest even more. And when I thought about this, there's, you know, I'm a big David Bowie fan. I had the good opportunity to, you know, see him in concert. I'm not a huge concert goer, but uh, I did see David Bowie several times when he was here in the States. Jeez, uh, back in the 80s. Um, <laughs> so I'm a, still a big David Bowie fan. And his song, Heroes, has just been a... a I still, even today, you know, all these years later, whatever it is, 30, 40 years later, every time I hear it, I just, it makes me feel good. It, it brings me back to a certain point in my life when I was younger and just, you know, a little bit more carefree. And I think just the message of the song really resonates with me about, you know, how you can just, you know, really be stand out and, 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 and truly be, a, you know, a hero to someone. Well, thank you. It, it is very inspiring. It goes to our Spotify list for sure. And what about the quote? Well, this, I have a favorite quote that I use, um, especially on podcasts like this. And it's actually from another rock musician, Jerry Garcia, of all people. I'm not a, of the Grateful Dead. I'm not a Grateful Dead fan necessarily. But Jerry said, it's not enough to be the best at what you do. You must be perceived as the only one who does what you do. And Marlies, I think as a marketer, you know, as a marketing expert, you can understand the importance of that, that simple mm -hmm. quote. These day and age, you know, in this day and age where there's so much competition, there's so many books, there's so much of everything out there, you need to position yourself, your brand, your business, your books as really being unique and different to the best of your ability. Uh, and I think Jerry's quote really, it reminds me, I share it with my clients, uh, it's important to really work it. That's why we came up with the, the concept of a shook, a short, helpful book, mm -hmm. to be perceived as the only one who publishes shooks in the entire world. Wow, I just love it. So thank you so much for sharing. And please let me know where people can connect with you if they want to reach out with you directly. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. That's about it for social media. Uh, my main site is MikeCapuzzi.com. Our public, you know, our book publishing site is bite-sized with a D, bitesizedbooks.com. And then I have a podcast, Marlies, maybe we'll, someday we'll have you on it. I only interview book author, nonfiction book authors. It's The Author Factor, so authorfactor.com. Would love that. Wow, thank you, Mike. <laughs> we really appreciate your time here and, um, and all the best to you. Marlies, thank you very much. Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. But make sure to link up with us at our free monthly international mastermind event. Just go to powerful-marketers.com forward slash mastermind. We would really appreciate it if you would rate this podcast and leave a comment wherever you tune in to listen. That will help us and other potential uh, new listeners. Until next time.